Something I love about being an artist and writer is that the work I create continues to exist long after I create it, whether in digital or physical form. And then I can access it and reflect on it weeks, months, and years later. In this sense, it kind of has a life all its own. As I said, it exists. It is its own thing. I've supplied the thoughts, words, colors, emotions, and actions to make it come to life. I've taken the thoughts, words, colors, emotions, and actions out of my body and my brain and put them onto another surface or into my computer hard drive or Google Doc. Then I let them exist and I choose when and how I interact with them. Welcome to Art That Overcomes, where we are redefining identity after narcissistic abuse. My name is Jennifer, and I'm an artist, licensed art therapist, and coach who helps women like you overcome the lasting effects of narcissistic abuse. It's the anxiety, self-doubt, and lack of confidence that can keep us stuck even long after the abusive relationship has ended. Together, we are redefining our identities, one drawing or painting at a time, because it's your turn to take charge now, no narcissists allowed. I teach all my clients the same art and writing technique that's been so life-changing in my own recovery. It allows us to connect our thinking brain to our feeling brain and, quite literally, draw out the subconscious thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that need to be heard. In each episode, I'll share a piece of my artwork along with the free association writing I did in response to the image. Then at the end, you'll get a little bit of encouragement from your future self as I invite you to join me in imagining what message she may have for you today. This is real, raw, and vulnerable because in my experience, that's what it takes to truly heal. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Art That Overcomes. Whether you feel like it or not, if you're here, then you are an overcomer. And so am I, and I feel so privileged to be able to share my experiences here with you. And today, I'm having all sorts of reflective thoughts about the past, present, and future. As I shared last week, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions per se, but I find that the new year does tend to be a time when I reflect and prepare to move forward with new goals and intentions. That's just natural for me and I know for many of us. The busyness of the holiday season has ended and I'm counting every minute that the sun sets a little bit later each day as we inch towards spring. I'm definitely not a winter person, so for me, spending the remainder of this winter season getting focused on where I'm going, by which I don't just mean spring and summer, but where I'm going in all aspects of life, you know, moving toward my goals and intentions, etc., that is for me a very valuable use of these cold, dark months. And maybe, maybe a little counterintuitively, the process of reflecting on my past and where I've come from actually helps me move toward the future and also keeps me grounded in the present. Let me explain how this is panning out for me like right now in the present moment. 
So one big change that is happening for me right now is that I just moved to a new art studio space. It's only right next door to my former space, so not a huge move geographically, but it's a big move in a lot of other ways for me. So it's a lot smaller, which I actually am really loving. And this entire move brought with it an invitation to reconsider my branding for my physical business. So long story short, I'm gonna start integrating my brick and mortar art therapy practice much more with my online coaching program in the Redefined app. So I'm sort of rebranding the physical studio space to better match the Redefined branding. This is both a move toward the future and something that is requiring me to be very present in the moment as I problem solve space issues and signage and all sorts of things as I continue to get settled in. It also has caused me to reflect on the journey I've been on since my abusive relationship ended in 2016. And I know as I explain this that many of you can reflect on your own journey as well. And we have these certain sort of mile markers, right? That mark our, our progression um, in our life and in our recovery. For me, it was in 2016 when I first rented a tiny studio space at this very same art center I'm at now. That was the studio where I took all my anger, anxiety, grief, and overwhelm and put them on paper and canvas. It's where I first started to live out the art and writing process that I later reverse engineered into the redefined process that I walk clients through in my 10-week challenge in the app. Then it was as I was starting to envision how I could translate this process into a program for my clients that I moved to a second space here one that was large enough to meet with art therapy clients, so not just my personal space, but big enough to meet with individual clients and also small groups and um, some families. That's also the space I sat in as I wrote out much of the, the sort of curriculum, if you will, for the redefined process. It's where I learned the basics of online marketing and where I recorded and edited videos for the very first time. Then... I had an opportunity to move downstairs to a more public space, to a storefront studio that overlooked an adorable courtyard slash walkway area. I made this move because I wanted to continue working with groups and also be more visible to the public so I can invite passersby to contribute to a community art project. For me, that chance to host art projects like that, that could engage the community for free was a big dream of mine. Back in my college days, I remember catching a passion for community murals. And although I didn't grow up to be a professional mural artist as I once thought I'd be, my love for community art has only grown stronger over the years. I also decided um, in that space to have a small retail shop within the studio, selling just a few products that really support my message of women's empowerment and abuse awareness. And that, that was the dream overall, all of those components together until it, it wasn't quite the dream anymore, until I felt like it needed to be tweaked. It just didn't quite fit. You see, it was during my time in that space that I also continued to develop the redefined process and then created the redefined app and transitioned all my existing content plus some new content into that new format. I really got passionate about the potential to reach women on a larger scale through the mobile app and my focus on leading in-person group workshops started to fade. 
I'm only one person, you know, and I simply couldn't focus on marketing so many different offerings at once. So instead of feeling defeated, which I kind of did for a little bit and confused, um, I'm now really focusing on, well, what do I want to do? What am I doing now? And how could this new space be, be a better facilitator of that? So now this current studio, it feels, it feels so much like a beautiful combination of all three spaces. And I know I'm going to have a lot more feelings about this to process in the future, but right now, right now I'll just say it this way. It's so it has components of all three spaces. It's small and cozy, just like my first art studio, the one that was my private space meant only for me. Then I've hung up some pretty string lights along the ceiling, which I had in that second studio, which makes the lighting so warm and inviting to guests and clients. And it also has a big wall of windows looking out onto the courtyard where visitors can pop in and contribute to our community art project. So it has these components of, of each space I've been in. I'm so excited to see what new memories and experiences the studio will bring as well. Now, the reason I'm sharing this story with you is that as I reflected on this, it occurred to me that my evolution as a business owner really mirrors the flow of the creative process in my art making. And more broadly, I really think that any kind of evolution in our lives mirrors this creative process. So again, I want you to think about your evolution since your separation or divorce, since the abusive relationship ended, even if it's only been a couple months. What, what's been your evolution process? How, how have things changed and evolved since that time? You know, in both art and life, we have to be willing to go with the flow at times, following where the process is leading. We have to take risks and make hard decisions without being sure of the outcome. We have to ask for help and try new things. We often seek inspiration from outside sources and other times everything we need comes from within but we must be willing to be honest about our thoughts and feelings or we end up looking or sounding fake and disingenuous. All of this can be practiced within the safe container of the art making process and then transitioned or sort of generalized to our life in a broader sense or vice versa as I'm doing now, we can look at the ebb and flow of life and find how that is mirrored in our creative practice of art making. Now, in this spirit of reflecting on where I've been, I spent some time the other day looking through um, some of my older Instagram posts from the past couple years, um, specifically posts I've made about my artwork. And often I'll, um, you know, I was posting my reflective writing, that free association writing that I share here on the podcast in the caption. And so I found two posts that were especially interesting to me because even though they were created only about 20 days apart, there was a significant um, shift that I saw in the emotion and energy from the first um, post and piece of artwork to the second. And it was a positive shift. And I wanna share the text from those posts with you now. And as usual, I'll give a description of the artwork too. But if you want to, as usual, view the actual images of the art, check out Art That Overcomes on Instagram, or if you're on my email list, go check your inbox, it should be there. Um, you can find the link to the Art That Overcomes Instagram and a place to sign up for future emails in the link in the show notes. The first drawing started out as a brightly colored Sharpie drawing. I used yellow, orange, red, and blue in swirling shapes across my sketchbook page. 
Then I intuitively, or impulsively, however you wanna look at it, took a black ballpoint pen and just started scribbling. I made overlapping oval shapes that formed a sort of circle design, reminiscent of lines made from the Spirograph toy I had as a kid. Any other 80s and 90s babies out there who know what I'm talking about? And I really remember enjoying the texture that was created by this, as well as the physical release I experienced while making my energetic scribbles with the ballpoint pen. So now I'm going to read for you the Instagram post I made about this drawing, which includes an excerpt of my free association writing done in response to the completed image. I was wrestling with the topics of attachment, relationships, and trust, including trust in my relationship with God. So this post was from March 1st, 2021. And first, before I shared the free association writing, I said this, attachment is such a complicated thing. Most of us grew up insecurely attached. We've struggled to receive and give love freely because love and vulnerability can equal pain. Trust can feel like endlessly new territory, even when we've practiced over and over again. It's hard, but worth the fight. Something fascinating I've discovered is that the way we relate to others tends to be the same way we relate to God. Fear of others equals fearful of God. Love must be earned equals I must earn God's love. I feel invisible equals God doesn't care. And then I wrote, today I journaled for a long time processing my own feelings of fear and a sense of God's unwillingness to meet my needs at times. I ended with this. So this is some journaling I did before the drawing. The last part of my journaling said, Take an action and another action and trust that it will pan out. Trust that I have the power to reach my goals and that God wants me to and will ensure that it happens. It's hard to believe even now as I write this. So then I drew intuitively without judgment or editing. I trusted my gut. Then I wrote some more in response to the drawing process. So again, this is the free association, stream of consciousness, intuitive writing, the same process I teach my clients. And I said, I became a human spirograph today. And then I asked why? And the answer that came was, it's what needed to come out. All the fear and energy and abandonment from my youth that is now showing up in the effing fear of abundance and the fear of being me. F the fear, F the false sense of abandonment, because my God is always here. He is hearing and here and seeing and loving and taking action and providing. He is within his plan and I am well within his plan and his arms. And that is not controlling and bad. That's me and the truth and everything I'm wanting. I surrender to his plan and love as my effing fear becomes action. And then I wrote, trust the process. Now, that's exactly what I was doing. I was trusting the process, right? When I made this post, I faced the feelings of fear and sat with them long enough to feel them and then released that energy onto the page in my sketchbook. And the result was that I got some relief and some insight, but I can tell that I was still struggling still showing up and wrestling with all those thoughts and feelings. Then on March 20th, just 20 days later, I created another drawing. It started as radiating 
black Sharpie lines coming from a central point and jutting straight out, forming a sort of spiky circle. Then I colored in a solid red circle over top of the black lines. I still remember that sensory experience of really filling in that red. Here is my free association writing in response to that image that I posted on March 20th. I am a powerhouse. The core of who I am is stable. My values, my faith. The more I step out, act out of that core, true self, the more solid I become. The more I can impact others, the more grounded in my emotions I become, not so easily swayed by the actions of others. There's a fire in me waiting to come out. It makes me even more solid. It still feels dark and weird and oh so heavy. Then I asked the artwork, why do you carry so much weight? And it answered, I have to be solid to hold you up. I carry the weight of all your experiences. And then I said, God, you do this. You meet me here. And then I hear the message, trust me here. Listen to me now. You are never without the help you need. I do not leave you. I am for you. I am with you. You are going to be okay. And I feel that that message was both kind of from God's spirit, but also just from myself, from my subconscious brain. And my response was, thank you. What I love about these two drawings and the pieces of writing is not only the progression of more strength, self-assuredness, and power that comes across in the words I wrote, but how much that is evident in the forms that I drew on the page as well. The first drawing started with lots of colors, which can be symbolic of many emotions showing up at once, and it ended with some crazy energetic scribbles. The second drawing, 20 days later, began with some energetic scribbles and ended in a really solid, sure form. Maybe you're an artist, maybe you journal or engage in some other creative activities as a form of self-care or even as a part of your professional life. You know, if you do, I encourage you to look back at what you've created in the past, whether just this past year, month, or even farther in the past, and look at the progressions you see. Notice patterns too. It's definitely not always a steady upward trajectory where we're talking, when we're talking about processing emotions and past traumas, you know, it, it's an up and up and down journey, but I bet you'll observe some progression and you'll definitely see patterns. I, for example, tend to wrestle with the same types of things year after year, but I can see clear growth in how I manage those patterns. And over longer periods of time, I do even see certain struggles disappear or become at least very infrequent. My focus, my focus in working with overcomers of narcissistic abuse is to help you redefine your identity now that you're free from the abuse and can live life on your own terms. You are in charge of where you're going. And I found no better way to experiment, dream, and process my feelings than through this art making and writing process. As always, I invite you to join me over in Redefined because you are an overcomer. I want you to own that.
Before we move on to imagine what message your future self might have for you today, I want to let you know how you can join me in this process of using art to redefine your identity. So it was after experiencing the power of this art and writing process myself that I decided to reverse engineer it to create a step-by-step program that you can follow too. I get so excited about this. I call it the redefined process because we're all about redefining, right? And it's all included, this whole process, in my monthly redefined membership along with so much more. You're also going to get access to weekly coaching calls, community chat with other overcomers just like you. You'll have the option to schedule a one-on-one coaching session with me if you need more support and lots of other additional courses also included. Just search for Redefined by Jennifer Kramer in your app store or go to the link in the show notes to view the web-based version. I can't wait to see you there. Today's message from your future self is going to be a bit different than usual, and that's because I want to challenge you to write it yourself. In the same spirit with which I encourage you to look back over past journal entries, drawings, or photographs, and notice patterns and areas of growth, I suggest that you imagine what your future self might say as she does the same thing just a few years from now. What words of wisdom, encouragement, and comfort would future you have to tell you if she observed where you are today? The emotions you're feeling, the financial struggles, the parenting difficulties, the recent successes you've had in therapy or in your career. Or maybe she'll notice how well you're doing at caring for yourself for a change, even though it's hard. As she looks back and sees where you are, what will she tell you? Write down everything that comes to mind. Then read over it and listen to her voice. I hope she lets you know that you can trust her and that she needs you to keep moving forward. Thanks for listening in today. In this journey of healing after narcissistic abuse, it's so important that we allow space for our past, present, and future selves to speak. Today, you've gotten a glimpse into some messages I received from different parts of my subconscious brain that just needed to be heard, along with an encouraging message from an imagined future version of you. I hope there was something that resonated with you here and that you'll take it along with you on your own healing journey. Remember, you are an overcomer.